A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello! And welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamper and Michael Sidrich. Look ahead to tonight's episode of Money Now Row. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT 2.0, oh. we down to my AW Rampage pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course. On wrestle culture, as I said they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick, and hopefully Michael Hamlet on tonight's Raw will start getting on the road to Survivor Series, seeing as it is less than two weeks away, I believe. Well, we got on it. Are you telling me that the WWE's billion-dollar television deals aren't enough for you, and you don't also want to engage with uh, getting on the road to Survivor Series over the weekend? Well, you can just find. Don't need to watch the TV. Don't need to put three hours in on a Monday or two hours in on a Friday. Just follow that wretched hype account and you'll get all the Road to Survivor Series content you need. Yeah, it's just like, why? Why would we engage with this? And then when you look at what we've been given for the Survivor Series, it doesn't even make any sense. No, no, the, the, teams are, the teams are terrible. There's internal strife within those teams that should have been set in place for years and years and years. And yet, you know, Seth's got a red leather jacket on. So, done. Yeah, before, before I get your thoughts, Sid, I'll run through the teams that, yes, were revealed on social media over the weekend. I had no idea about this until I came into the office today. So, in the men's five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match, Team Raw is Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio. And Team SmackDown is Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Sami Zayn, and Happy Corbin with Mad Crap Moss, whilst the Raw team for the women's five-on-five match is Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina versus Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Aaliyah. And I suppose, Sige, the big question on everyone's lips is, can these teams coexist? I don't care about that. It's, you know, it's a useful point to make in terms of there's no integrity behind any of this. There's no investing in any of this, but I'm going to use an analogy here. Right. Imagine, and you can use any sports analogy that's closer to your home. Like, I don't know who who's a rival in baseball, like the Red Sox and the Yankees. Are they rivals? Yeah. yeah. There's probably football rivalries that I don't know about American football rivalries, like in the NBA, like, the Lakers versus the Warriors, I think, is a bit of a rivalry these days because they've got the respective star players and Curry and LeBron, whatever. You'll have a team that you hate 
when you support a team. Like, just picture the scene. We're ahead of the championship season next year, right? Because it looks like Sunderland might get promoted to the championship. Newcastle might get relegated to the championship. Oh. It's a derby. The teams hate each other. Oh. Like, neither myself nor Michael Hamflet enjoy these games. I think it's reached a point now where very few people do. It genuinely divides families. It can ruin your week. Imagine if that's and it's the first game of the season. <laughs> first game of the season in the transfer window where in the English Premier League you can sell and buy players closes on the eve of the game, right? Imagine every single Newcastle United player sells their first-team squad. All of the first-team squad gets transferred to Sunderland, right? And the entire first-team squad, in a wild scenario for Sunderland, gets transferred to Newcastle. <laughs> I'm watching that game and I'm thinking, can I support this lot? <laughs> you know, this is Sunderland. This is Sunderland. I can't support this lot. They might be wearing black and white, but it's still the sad Mac and bastards. It's still <laughs> Sunderland. I don't think I can get on board with this at all. Right? This would never happen. This would never happen for many reasons. But, you know, one of the reasons why it wouldn't happen is that you want to, like, create stakes and investment in your team. You want to sacrifice the identity and the integrity of your team by just, like, signing all the, the opposition rivals, right? And it's the Sunderland players who now play for Newcastle can't get away with kissing the badger on the score a goal <laughs> because they don't, they're not built up any affinity with the club. This is the worst thing that WWE does every single year. Think of the ground that covers in itself, and this is the worst version yet. Like Vince McMahon must be on some level ill. Like he cannot think that these stakes mean anything. That the bond between the teammates can like get people on side. How can anyone possibly give a toss? It is insanity. I just want to add something to your analogy as well, Sage. Let's imagine that you're, with the exception of one player, let's say that you're allowed to keep your captain. Everyone else is transferred, but you're allowed to keep your captain. And he was your star striker. Shearer would be the guy. Your captain and your star striker. You got you got him. Everybody else, fair enough. I get it. Don't want to root for them. But like you got to keep Shearer. That's fine. It just so happens that 12 months ago, uh, Shearer stabbed your dad's eye out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you technically sort of have to be on his side, but like, I did stab my dad's eye out. Um... It's just wild. It's wild. But in my analogy, none of it really matters because all the Newcastle players played for Sunderland two years ago. All the Sunderland players played for Newcastle three years ago and on and on it goes to the point of utter meaningless. How it still amuses me that there are debates about, you know, hands up if you're a WWE and AEW fan who just likes both products. <laughs> well, you, you've got knee taste. You've got a brain in your head. And uh, you're just trying to score points on Twitter. I just uh, look at them, Hamlet, as you both pointed out there, and my jaw is on the floor. Like, some great people involved. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler. And then there's people who, no offence, I look at and go, is there no one else? Like, Aaliyah, I get it. Oh, big new arrival. But to fans, 
we literally all we've seen of her is her flirting backstage with Jeff Hardy this week. And but, sorry, just to make less sense of the analogy, at least people care about Newcastle and Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, no one's yeah. ever cared about Raw or SmackDown as individual entities that you like more than the other. That might be a lie. People really like to cling on to SmackDown these days because it's so much better than Raw, and they use Raw as a curve to elevate their preferred, like the, the precious SmackDown. So you can kind of understand why maybe, maybe some fans might engage with this real-life thing on a fictional level and say, oh, you know what? I hope SmackDown wins because that'll make our show look better. Like, WWE still in control. It's the Premier League, <laughs> like, wanting to make one team worse and sacrifice its TV rights and deliberately make a rubbish team. It's just, I hate all of it. I have to watch this for the next two weeks. Because of um, Paul Heyman and one good year, SmackDown forever, forever had the underdog tag. And then in 2016, it got given babyface general managers to perpetuate that as well. Always, always positioned as the underdog. SmackDown, the now Fox-backed billion-dollar show, SmackDown, is still, to some people, the underdog. Good old SmackDown. Stick it to Raw and it's 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 extra hour. Like the, it's Newcastle. Uh, All the, dog, the entertainers and that Saudi blood money is going to drive the success of actually happening. Yeah. It's better than City. Who were uh, who were? I would rarely indulge you in this, but I'm prepared to now. Who would you line up as uh, Newcastle's entertainers year SmackDown Six? Oh, could you like? Right. Yeah, Ginola. Ginola. You know what? I've got way more of an affinity with Bobby Robson's Newcastle. Can I do that oh, first? Well, well, like, before you do, can I just say that, like, you kind of couldn't have Eddie and Charvo because we had Lee Howie and he was Charvo. <laughs> <laughs> I met John Beresford and Rob Lee in a pub and they were really nice to me when I was a young Ben. So they go in for sentimental reasons. <laughs> Shearer, Janola. I love them all. I miss football, man. And I, miss, <laughs> I don't miss WWE because I've got AEW, but I miss football, like, Bollocks is uh, on the docket for Raw. <laughs> well, all I was going to say before we move on is, like you say, there's just seemingly inevitably going to be issues within the teams. So what do you make of the father and son duo on Team Raw, Hamlet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Well, Wilborn. Um, so I'm seeking directly at you because Cedric already knows this is right. Um, <laughs> His face. As we predicted... Survivor Series 2021 was always going to be the date, was it not, for the turn? Those with long memories will remember, of course, that it was the night after. It was the night after. Sorry, Cedric, you sound tired. I'll repeat that. The night after Survivor Series 2019, when Rey Mysterio was successful in lifting the United States title and Dominic Mysterio was successful in lifting his father upon his shoulders. And me and you said on that Raw review that I wasn't actually on. But on that Raw review the next day, we said we said it will be t- one year and 364 days later that Dominic will do that to his dad and say, remember this, dad? Remember when you were champion? Where's my title belt? Where's my title belt? And he'll drop him electric chest and then throw a bin at him. Because it wasn't <laughs> even bad. <laughs> There's the turn. Survivor Series, just as we always said. <laughs> we off, we off. You said we weren't on the road. That graphic, we're finally on the road, just like we always predicted. 
Oh. It's coming. And it's going to happen as a result of Seth Rollins. Hashtag LTST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Well, speaking of Seth Rollins, he is in action tonight against Kevin Owens. Storied rivalry here, Hamper. How do you see it playing out? Um, I liked the development of the Kevin Owens character last week. I'm less keen on Seth Rollins running around with a red clipboard, like a scabbier version of the Money in the Bank contract. He can't just cash in whenever he wants, but he's telling everybody he's got a title shot because apparently we're too thick to fucking remember. So this is what they've got now. They give everybody a prop. Time um, on walk around with a poker chip. <laughs> <laughs> It's just doesn't doesn't it's it's rubbish. Um, but I did quite like Owen's interaction with Big E last week, and there was something to I think anyway. There's always been something to this idea that they've kept uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns apart for the most part in terms of them never getting anywhere near fighting each other. And with Big E being dragged a little bit towards Roman Reigns for that inevitable Survivor Series match and having his kind of attentions there, I think it's quite nice that he's also got to have them on Seth Rollins and also got to have them on Kevin Owens. It's almost like they're trying to book. They're trying to make Big E's time as WWE Champion look difficult. Like he's got multiple challenges, but he can handle them all at the same time because he's got a brain in his head and he's hard as nails. And I like that. You know, I like that these things are all being set up like, organically almost mm. like hurdles for the WWE champion across. So whilst I'm not terribly interested in yet another Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens match, I am interested in how these bounce off Biggie. And again, like it's, it's a passing compliment to the booking today ahead of whatever happens tonight that might ruin it. You know, I'm not saying this with like enthusiasm or I'm not moved to fantasy book a lot of stuff particularly, but I do genuinely quite like the uh, Biggie's, plates a bit full at the moment and, and how he's going to cope with that and how he's going to deal with that. Siege, do you think Big E should or will apologise for his actions at the end of last week where he attacked Kevin Owens post-match uh, purely because Kevin Owens was opportunistic in an attempted pinfall? No, because everyone could see what they were doing. 
it is vital that the baby face is among that number. Otherwise, he's an idiot that you can't invest in. And two, as I pointed out in the Raw review last week, I would really like it if Big E says, not only did I see that, I remember 2019. I can't trust you as far as I can throw you. Uh, don't do a fat joke. WWE creative. Come on, WWE creative. Don't do a fat joke because, you know, what was, what was The Rock's one? Because I could subvert that. I remember The Rock said that line once. And he just went, you know, The Rock doesn't trust you as far as I can throw you. Then again, I've got superhuman strength, so I can throw you as far as possible. But that's by the by. Maybe uh, Big E can say, I don't uh, trust you as far as I can throw you. And you're a fat bitch, so I wouldn't be able to throw you very far. <laughs> the WWE would do it, unfortunately. Um, I'm... It's one of those, I'm not high on the prospect of the match. I'm not high on literally anything remotely connected to WWE. But it's, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Does Kevin Owens, like, cheat to pin Seth Rollins? Worm his way into a triple threat? Big E can sort of face two odds, because all the odds are better than one. And there's a bit of uh, intrigue as to whether Kevin Owens and Seth can coexist. I've ruined it. But no, <laughs> genuinely, in terms of that, I, I, I thought that I saw this and thought, right, if Kevin Owens pins Seth Rollins, what then happens to the title match down the line? And then you sort of zoom out. Xavier Woods versus um, Bobby Lashley? Nothing. <laughs> but what I was thinking is, is this like their last ditch attempt of trying to keep Kevin Steen, let's say, around in WWE? Of like, look, we can still put you in title matches. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Hopefully. Well, I mean, I would say ordinarily, yes, because you know, they could they can show somebody the world if they want to. They rarely do, but they can show somebody the world. But just taking this year as precedent, everybody, absolutely every single external observer would have said move heaven and earth to keep Adam Cole. Not only because he's vital on your roster, but he's actively dangerous on your opposition's roster. Um, and they pitched him becoming a manager. So maybe they've not got the energy to... Maybe they've not got the energy to keep Kevin Owens. And they're more than happy to turn that cell from yellow to red in the spreadsheet. You know, they're going to give it that half ass try. They'll give you a title shot. Well, it didn't work. Oh, really? Sorry to see you go. He's thanks like, to you, I, Yeah, like, thanks for putting him over on your way out. Like... Well, well done for doing business. Unlike that goddamn no good Bret Hart back in '97. Remember Montreal? Um, like I, I don't know. I've kind of lost faith in their ability to sell the snake oil to these wrestlers now, especially because and like Cedric picked me up on this the other week, and he was right to do so. It's like I've said it enough. It's not like Kevin Owens is financially chancing his arm to go to AEW. He's not like, he's not turning to another billionaire and saying, all right, I'll take 50 cents on the dollar to work with my friends. It's probably a pretty nice offer that's going to be like, I don't want to say slip to him. I'm not accusing him of tampering, but there'll be something nice on the table when they're permitted to put something on the table. So it's hardly like he's going to be like when, when this sort of, you know, this narrative that I have inadvertently contributed to is, you know, maybe he's just settled with his family in Florida AEW's based in a different bit of Florida on that big WWE money. AEW can offer him the big money. There's just nothing. Like, when you really stack it up, there's mm. just nothing that, that kind of sells you on staying. Unless, which I feel like is already a Photoshop I'm mocking up, like, his T-shirt at WrestleMania next year is going to say KO Mania 6, and that would be the ultimate Kevin. That would be his face on Hogan and Warrior with all the lightning bolts in the background. Maybe if he wants that merch, they can get him for five more years. Other than that, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing much reason to stick around. 
Yeah, Sitch, who was backstage on, on SmackDown this week? And they, they were, what would you reckon they... Will it have been effective in trying to make them stay? I didn't really watch it. No, you saw this pamphlet, didn't you? What was it? Was it Gargano? Ah, oh, Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly worked a dark match. <laughs> like they, they worked to sort of, wasn't it some sort of tryout? I love just that. Just see if they're ready. <laughs> one of my favourite things, two things on this. It's one of my favourite things ever. Uh, like, I have a love-hate relationship with Johnny Gargano. I expect to love him when he's in AEW. But the idea that Vince McMahon just needed a check that he could do a shock kick out face is <laughs> very, very amusing to me. And I just love the idea of, right, we're going to try and convince these guys to stay. We'll have a chat with them on the main roster. We'll offer them the world or, you know, some money. Uh, let's see if that can work first. Like, can you imagine Tony Khan, right, um, rings up Keith Lee when his contract's expired, all above board, and says, um, right, okay, we think we can uh, rediscover the, uh, the buzz that you, you lost a little bit towards the end of your WWE run. Um, instead of like turning out the lights and giving you a massive pop like we do everyone, um, can you just work a little non-televised dark match first just to see if you still got it? Like Keith Lee would be like a little bit annoyed by that. And it just wouldn't happen because Tony Khan's got access to tape. <laughs> On that note, though, Willborn, since there's very evidently very little else to discuss in terms of what's actually going to be on the card tonight. I don't really know who Kevin Owens is that tight with in WWE. So I don't know if he's really mates with Gargano and um, O'Reilly, but I do know for a firm fact that he's incredibly close mates with Adam Cole, like very, very, very good mates. So if that's going to be used as a sort of a olive branch to get him to resign, probably mixing some metaphors there, but whatever. I think he'd be, oh, well, yeah, Adam Cole's there now. I like him more. <laughs> and uh, I suppose if he wanted to get ready, if he sort of, you know, said, you know, I'm a WWE loyalist, I'm not going to pay any attention to AEW, despite, you know, all the buzz that's going around with them. And then now he may be finally deciding to, to, to go there. And he thinks, oh God, I need to really get in the mindset of what's been going on with AEW, this rise of this promotion. What can he do? Well, I'll tell you, Kev, you can buy or pre-order right now a brilliant new book uh, all about the rise of AEW at whatculture.bigcartel.com, written by our very own Michael Sidgwick. 120,000 words, was it, Sidge? 120,000 words of passionate analytical insight about the formation and success across its two-year span of all elite wrestling. I probably shouldn't apologise for this because I don't know if you clocked it. You do a certain tell when you're about to do a bit, and I start shaking my head from side to side in anticipation of a terrible joke. <laughs> you're actually putting me over, so I apologise for that. You're more than welcome. And in response... A rubbish I'll... joke. Oh, he's being nice. He's being a good mate. I, I'm, I'm, I'm now giving you the... the well, you owe me one now. Do you think Liv Morgan's next for Becky Lynch? Has yeah, a hospital buzz for you. Yeah, I saw them set it up last week. <laughs> is she on the Raw team? Yes, of course. The, she bleeds red when you cut Liv Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> you'd expect them to give Liv Morgan a really good showing in the match. Maybe even survive it. If, in fact, I'll be the last one pinned if they want SmackDown to win. Yeah, heat her up ahead of this match. That is obviously happening. But then again, <laughs> it's WWE. They could just forget about it as they so often do. Oh, man. I'm telling you, they have to do really boring, solid, basic television 
where everything makes sense or virtually everything makes sense. It's hard to do it across 52 weeks. Like even the best promotions in the goddamn world historically have dropped things. Um, but they have to do everything right or virtually everything right for a year before I just believe it. Yeah, and I suppose if if Liv Morgan is concerned that they may take a look at her performance in Survivor Series and remove her from this, this title picture, she can be reassured by the fact that she won't be the worst person in this match because Natalia's in it. Um, Hamlet, what do you reckon about Liv Morgan? <laughs> Uh, Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch. I'm joking. <laughs> Enough. Yeah, yeah, no. But she can't put a sharpshooter on, and it's a family thing. So you know, come on. <laughs> it's um, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. It's uh, it's what a lot of people want, isn't it? I I don't mean that to say that I don't. By the way, I like Liv Morgan. Um, but a lot of people, she has done an excellent job, and this matters in 2021. She's done an excellent job of cultivating a fan base online that desperately, desperately wants her to get more than she's ever been given in WWE. And we've talked about this before. If you're going to engage with this product, I, I'm not even really against this because I'm guilty of it myself. If you're going to engage with this product, the best way to do it is to just pick your favourite wrestlers and hope things work out. Like pick your favourites and hope they have nice days at work. That's ludicrous. That's not, that's not like diving into the narrative or suspending your disbelief or just getting lost in a story. It's nothing of the sort, but you just, it's like those kids now that don't really support teams like Sunderland and Newcastle and just get a shirt with Messi on the back or follow where that like superstar player goes from club to club to club because at least there's something to, there's potential for reward versus supporting a team that wins now. You know, WWE is that. It'll never necessarily see a story through to a conclusion that you were hoping for or show you the wires and then let you get on here. None of that. Just pick your favourites. And a lot of people have picked Liv Morgan. I think she's had a lot to do with that. I think she does, deserves an amount of credit and deserves more than she's probably been given in the last couple of years. There was that documentary that aired, as usual, a network documentary that paints the company like completely, like matches getting cancelled while she's stood in Gorilla, riot squad reunions getting dropped, her friends getting fired, all that sort of stuff. Just the worst. So, yeah, it's the laziest way to arrive upon it. But if anything, it was kind of an acknowledgement of her star power. You know, if they... Mm. Not to not to dig out um, Aaliyah, let's say, who's just arrived on SmackDown. But if they have Aaliyah just stand there and stare at Charlotte Flair, and that's pretty much magic storyline, I don't think that's generating buzz. That's just people waiting for Charlotte Flair to squash Aaliyah. Liv Morgan shows up. It's a six-second thing. Becky Lynch pies her, even in the moment. But, you know, Becky Lynch doesn't show her any sort of respect in that moment. And yet, next day on Twitter, Liv Morgan's trending. And you think that because people were just so desperate for it to even be in the same frame as the as a women's title belt that that's achieved something for her fan base. So yeah, I think they'll get there with it. I don't mind this time of year that you kind of build you build a storyline that can't be paid off at the pay-per-view because WWE is stubborn with the Survivor series. It's going to be champion versus champion, it's going to be raw versus SmackDown. But in the olden days, as Cedric pointed out, Liv Morgan would win that match. Because the whole point of these five-on-fives used to exist, not for like high-quality matches, but for you to see loads of clues about booking of like angles that were leading to the Rumble that would then lead you into WrestleMania. You could start seeing the first signs of the big spring programs. And maybe this was that. You know, Maybe they'll line up the January 1st pay-per-view as a big night for Liv Morgan. She'll come close, but not quite close enough. Then you've got the Royal Rumble right next, where if she wins again, Becky can feel under pressure because here I go again. Look at me, trying to be one of them Liv Morgan fans, being like, look, I'm giving you six months. It's not. It's six weeks if you're lucky. But people love her. So they'll get one heated match out of it. Yeah. Liv Morgan could come close 
but no cigar. And because she doesn't actually get it, it's not even her cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also Rhea Ripley's uh, winning the Women's Royal Rumble or Ronda Rousey. Um, so unfortunately, that's not going to happen, Pamphlet. And I'm also slightly concerned that they're going to take a title shot away because uh, she had the temerity to say hello to her friend Ruby Soho when she saw her in the airport uh, just yesterday. So you, you, just, you just saying that there. I just had a horrifying realisation there. You know, don't think so, Hamlet. It's going Rhea Ripley's way. Fight me. And I was just thinking, nah. You've just made me realise I don't care who wins the Royal Rumble. Thanks. Yeah, I don't give a toss. Thanks, thanks, WWE. Jesus Christ. I, I just like, yeah, whatever. It'll work out. Like, if there's, if there's somebody that's an obvious star, it doesn't fucking matter. They'll get the WrestleMania match. Well, one man who could be a contender for the Rumble. Not really, but, you know. Uh, it's Bobby <laughs> Lashley. Um, who is rumoured to return tonight. What do you make of all this sample? I've said I think they should have him go away for a bit, Miss, so I miss him and he comes back. And then there's rumours tonight he's going to be on some three-on-three match with the tag champs. And yes, AJ Styles and Omos, because it's still not over, apparently. Um, but what do you reckon about a Bobby Lashley return, Hamlet? Well, for all our grandstanding about the inevitable Mysterio turn, there's probably some fun to be had with Bobby Lashley wrecking Dominic and taking his place on the team, isn't it? Mm. He's come off a feud with Bill Goldberg where he found himself in a little bit of bother for battering the wrestler's kid. But this feels like one where he can just get away with it a bit more. Like, what's Rey Mysterio going to do if he batters Dominic? He's he's, he's going to not get anywhere near him, is what he's going to do. So I would maybe think that Dominic Mysterio is possibly a red herring. Mm. I mean, we, like, I don't mean red because it's Team Raw. Like, a red herring that... On the night when Ray gets eliminated, it's because of miscommunication with him and Dominic, and Bobby gets his rightful place. Like, if Bobby Lashley's back on Raw tonight, again, like, answer me the question genuinely in kayfabe here. If WWE had some genuine, like, powers that be that have thought now's the time to tweet the Survivor Series team, and they also knew that Bobby Lashley was potentially coming back on Raw, why have they not put Bobby Lashley on the Raw team? <laughs> Why is he not? Why is he not? He's on. So I'm saying all this. He wasn't drafted to SmackDown and I missed it, was he? No, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think he's still. That's on. good. Yeah. Why is he not the captain of Team Raw instead of the guy that's just come over from SmackDown? He's been the WWE champion nearly all year and he's hard as nails and he's a brick house. Like, I'd have, I'd, I'd have him Captain Sunderland, this mythical derby we talked about, and he's never even played for us. <laughs> never kicked a ball in anger. What was the question? What do you make of, of Bobby Lashley's return? He'll kill someone to get his heat back from Crown Jewel. Um, could they set up something with him and Damien Priest, allowing Damien Priest to feel up, uh, fail upwards with one glance cast towards Royal Rumble season because he's one of the few viable contenders to actually win it, having not been totally ruined and only debuting like this year? Uh, Apollo Crews is busy with Damien Priest, I think. Oh, Christ, I... I can possibly set something up as something else is going on at <laughs> stake. Um, turn and face. Ooh. Turn mm. Bob Lashley face. Um, so he could be the guy after Biggie. It's a shout people, that is. People really connected with him. Like people by W, like anyone connects with anyone. Mm. WWE fans, but people were banging a. Uh, Lashley earlier this year, so there are way dumber things they could do by turning him face. Well, we will wait and see on tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. 
whatculture.bigcartel.com if you want to get hands on his book. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCulture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Our reviews of SmackDown and Rampage are available right now. And our review of this show complete with a five-star review review, which you can still suggest by subscribing to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review suggesting something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review instead of a god-awful Raw segment. Go and do that now. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, our Raw review will be in your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the Raw preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.